0: Hello, and welcome to another edition of Ask the Professor, a crowd-funded, crowd-driven feature where we respond to your questions and comments on everything from culture to history, political philosophy, geopolitics, everything that matters to us in our life together as citizens. And today's question comes from someone whose name I'm not going to put on the screen because it's about the Me Too movement and they preface it by saying they were the victim of sexual abuse. So I'm going to respect their privacy But I'm going to address the question, which is, is there some danger that the Me Too movement has gone too far so that on the one hand, we risk ruining the lives of the innocent because of a denial of due process? And on the other hand, because people think it's gone too far, we might risk not listening to the stories of those who genuinely have been abused. And I think this is an excellent question. There are dangers from the politically powerful not being held entirely to account to multiculturalism sometimes overriding our concern that men as well as women should not be the victims of sexual abuse men and women girls and boys i mean of course and obviously the person who asked this question is not minimizing the seriousness of sexual abuse having been a victim of it themselves and i am not minimizing the seriousness of it quite the reverse And that's why I'm going to say the answer to all of this is the rule of law. It might seem dry and formal when we're talking about people who are hurting, but understand that the rule of law exists, the concept of the rule of law and all the elaborate procedures, because crime is serious, not because it's trivial. It's not to turn it all into a game. It's to make very sure that we catch the guilty and let the innocent go. And of course, it's not perfect. No human contrivance is perfect. But you think about, for instance, being charged with murder. We don't have elaborate procedures and rules of evidence and so on because we think murder is a joke, but because we think it is so serious that on the one hand, it is an outrage to the community if someone gets away with murder, but on the other hand, it is intolerable that someone should be convicted of murder if they didn't do it. And again, no judicial proceeding can possibly be perfect. Sometimes the guilty are acquitted, sometimes the innocent are convicted. But we have a system that works pretty well. And it works pretty well based on the idea that you have a right to know what the charges are against you. You have a right to face your accuser. You have a right to examine the evidence. And these are all things that evolved slowly and painfully. It's astonishing to realize that as late as Elizabethan times, accused couldn't call witnesses in their own defense. We would regard some of the most important trials that took place early in the history of the post-Norman English-speaking world as horrendously deficient from the point of view of our standards of evidence and courtroom procedure. But if we're gonna take that view, we also have to take the view that you can't just say women should always be believed or people who claim to have been victimized, let's deal men in here, should always be believed. No, they can't be because human beings are flawed and there will be people who make false accusations, who misrepresent what happened, who misunderstand what happened, who don't want to own up to their own behavior in retrospect. And in saying that I am not cheapening the people who do come forward with true stories of abuse. Nor am I denying that it can be very difficult to prove, because this is one of those crimes that is particularly unlikely to have witnesses. And it's very difficult to get evidence, especially in the case of what used to be called rape. If you don't have a medical examination fairly quickly, it's very difficult to go back and produce the kind of physical proof you'd like to have. But, in order to make sure that we do not trivialize sexual assault, and that we do not trivialize the presumption of innocence, what we need to rely upon is the essential procedures of the rule of law. Our court systems are too cumbersome. It is too much a game. Lawyers getting paid by the hour is not a good thing for anybody except lawyers, and in the end, probably not for them. So there are improvements we could make. But fundamentally, we need a presumption of innocence. We need habitus corpus. We need the state to show cause why a person is even on trial. Then the defendant needs to be able to cross-examine accusers to question evidence, but if a solid case is made, we need severe punishments for people who behave in this and other horrendous ways. So to avoid the twin pitfalls of ignoring legitimate complaints or punishing people who are not in fact guilty, we don't need some new procedure. We need the firm ground on which we have relied for many centuries due process of law. If you're enjoying Ask the Professor and you'd like to submit a question or comment, this URL will tell you how to do it. If you think this and my other work are worthwhile, please click here and become a regular or one time supporter of this and all that I do. Thank you for watching. We'll see you again next time.